in your spirit this morning. If you got faith in your spirit this morning, somebody give him a, a shout of praise in this house. Come on, somebody's about to be delivered. Somebody's about to be set free. Somebody's about to be healed. Somebody's about to receive uh, your miracle in this place. Uh, come on, I just need about 300 people in the building uh, that will give God a praise uh, like it's already done. Uh, shout like it's already done. Uh, somebody dance uh, like it's already done. Uh, somebody ought to run. Uh, like it's already done. Hey! Hallelujah, go ahead. Give him an already done praise. Yes! 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 Come on! Praise him for the victory. Praise him for it. Hey! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory! Come on, one more time, give him a shout of praise. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom the Lord hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Hey! Come on, is there anybody in the building uh, with a testimony uh, that the devil thought he had me, uh, but I got away. The devil thought he had me, uh, but I'm still here. Still giving God the praise. I'm still rejoicing. I'm still standing. I'm still breathing. Come on. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that's within me. Bless his holy name. One more time, put your hands together and give him a shout of praise. I know you came this morning in your nice Sunday suit and, and I know you came in your nice pretty dress uh, but there's some hungry people in the building this morning uh, that made up in their mind uh, before they ever got here uh, if I can just touch uh, the hem of his garment uh, I know uh, I can be made whole uh, so excuse me a moment uh, I gotta get to Jesus uh, Pardon me a moment. I don't mean to step on your shoes. I don't mean to upset you. But I got to get to Jesus. I got
just a moment. Let me take just a quick opportunity to say what a privilege and an honor it is to have every single one of our guests that are in the house of the Lord. Church, I need to borrow your hands and your voice, and I need to help you to help me give a level 10 welcome, a level 10 welcome to all of our guests that are in the building right now. Come on. If you are here for the very first time at the Rock Church, we want to tell you what an honor it is to have you as our guest this morning. There's so many places you could be on a Sunday morning, and we are thrilled that you decided to come and worship with us today. And we want you to know that here at the Rock Church, you are a VIP guest. Amen, somebody. You know what VIP stands for, very important person. And we want to know how much it means to us that you're here. If you're here for the first time, you should have received a VIP invitation card when you walked in the door this morning. That's just an invitation for you to join us immediately after the service in our VIP room. We've got some light refreshments, a small gift that we'd love to give you, and uh, just a quick opportunity to express to you 
how much it means to us to have you in the building this morning. And so if you don't have one of those cards, if you'll slip your hand up, one of our staff members will run one to you very quickly. But we would love a chance to, to, to talk to you for just a few moments after the service. We have a little understanding here at the Rock Church. And really, it's, it's a, a very strict policy here at our church. And, and I know it's, it's rude to impose policies on guests, uh, but this one is very important to us. And our policy is simply this. You are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home here at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Amen, somebody. So I need you to rotate 360 degrees in your seat. Give a handshake to everybody around you and tell them welcome home this morning. Come on, tell them, tell them. Come on, they're behind you there. I see some of y'all just looking at me. Reach to your neighbor, tell them welcome home this morning. Amen. Anybody thankful for what the Lord has been doing in this place? It is so exciting. I looked up this morning and lo and behold, what a surprise. It is so good to have brother and sister Hoffer in service with us this morning. Would you help me give them a great big welcome back home this morning? Come on, we can do better than that. Amen. They're just family around here. This is home for them. And we're excited that they're with us this morning. And uh, how many of you were able to be blessed this weekend by the incredible singles night and marriage night that we had here in the house of the Lord? Come on, make some noise. If you were not here, you absolutely missed it. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost showed up in such a powerful way. Friday night, we had singles night here at the church. A great time of food and fellowship and the presence of the Lord. And then uh, Saturday evening was our marriage night. And we came together and enjoyed a great time of fellowship and wonderful food. And both evenings, Pastor and First Lady Buxton were used by the Holy Ghost to bring a word from heaven to this house. How many of you are thankful for that this morning? Amen. Amen. And, and, uh, and so we're, we're excited about that. Uh, it, when you see the next announcement come up for a singles night, marriage night, I promise you, you don't want to miss it next time if you weren't able to be here this round. Amen. Anybody excited to be living in the year of blessing? I just need 20 radical people that have been blessed to give me a good shout right now. Anybody excited to be living uh, in the year uh, of blessing? This year has been filled with testimony after testimony. God just doing incredible things for people on all kind of levels and this week has been no different. I got a text message earlier this week from Brother Keith. He said, Bishop, I'm living in the year of blessing. He said, I went to my mailbox this morning, opened it up. There was a check for $800. I wasn't even expecting it. See, that's why some of y'all don't get any checks because you won't shout over somebody else getting theirs. Come on, if you need a check to show up in your mailbox, you got to learn how to shout uh, when it's somebody else's mailbox. That the, I wish I had a few people in the building uh, that want to be blessed. 
And then I got a, a, another message this week from Pat and Sister Hammond. They, they had some situations occur and they, they incurred uh, some, some pretty good medical bills. And out of the clear blue sky, they received a statement that over 90% of the bill had just been evaporated. See, see, I need some of y'all to move. I need somebody to move. God wants to do it for you, but you got to rejoice with them that rejoice. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. And if we even get started this morning, there are miracle after miracle after miracle sitting on the pews this morning. People being healed. People being promoted. God giving people favor. God opening doors. God healing marriages. God uh, fixing relationships. Uh, we're living in the year of blessing. Amen. And we're excited about that. I want this church to continue to pray. Uh, I am supposed to be on a phone call, uh, a, a conference call tomorrow uh, with the sellers, with some of the decision makers who are selling the property. And uh, I anticipate that either tomorrow or in the next few days that we will be in possession of a signed sales contract. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. What, what, what are you talking about? Let me get some of you up to speed. We are, we are about to purchase this entire campus. Eight. Eight acres in downtown, seven buildings, almost 100,000 square feet under roof. Not only are we going to purchase it, but we're going to pay it off in about less than five years. Oh, yes, we are. Thank you for the 18 radical people in the building. Why? Because we're the head and we're not the tail. We're above and we're not beneath. We're the lender and we're not the... Whoa! Amen. Amen. And uh, to, to, to that momentum, just a few weeks back, this church... Uh, on Supernatural Sunday made a 90-day pledge towards God giving us dominion in the area of real estate. And I'm, I'm excited to announce to you the pledge total just keeps going up every week. And the new pledge total as of this week is $453,000. Come on, we ought to give God a praise for that. And as of this week, 100,000 of that has already come in. Somebody ought to shout over that right now. Hallelujah. Yes. 
because you weren't here nine years ago uh, when we were having church uh, in a little shoebox uh, that was rat infested uh, with weeds growing everywhere uh, and God made a way uh, where there was no way uh, oh but I came to let hell know uh, you can't stop uh, a move of God uh, somebody ought to give him uh, a shout of praise in this place uh, Yes! Hallelujah! Come on, if you're excited about what God is doing, give Him a praise. If you're excited, give him a praise. I'm going to tell you one good reason to be excited. The word of the Lord declares to us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things uh, will be added uh, unto you. Uh, you ought to shout this morning uh, because if you're connected uh, to what God is doing here, uh, God's about to cause it uh, to happen over there uh, in your house. Amen. Stand with me all over the building this morning as we prepare for the word of the Lord in this house. It is our custom uh, to stand in preparation for the entrance of God's word into his house. And uh, it is such a privilege and an honor this morning to have with us all the way from Chula Vista, California, Pastor and First Lady Buxton in the building. Would you help me one more time? Uh, give them a great big welcome back. Let me hear you make some noise. This church understands that this family is no stranger here and uh, from, the, from the time that we came to Florida and uh, nine years ago, Pastor Buxton and First Lady Buxton have uh, been here many times preaching both to this local congregation and he has been a frequent speaker at our Impact International Youth Conference. But our history goes back way, way, way before that. And I shared with our singles and marrieds this weekend that Pastor Buxton and I became very good friends when we were young teenagers. And I was a 14-year-old new convert from the hood. Nobody's parents wanted them to hang out with me. And uh, I was a scrappy little fella, about 14 years old. And Pastor Buxton at the time was a teenage PK. His dad was an evangelist and they were traveling the country in a trailer and they just happened to come to our hometown for revival. And the evangelist's young teenage son met the brand new convert from the hood and they became buddies. And 30 years later, we're still buddies. <laughs> Neither one of us could have ever imagined then the absolute incredible roads that God would allow us to travel and that we would still be connected at this level right now. He and his precious wife uh, have meant so very much to us. Uh, he, is, he is one of my dearest friends 
And uh, I, I hesitate to even use that word because uh, he is a friend like a brother. And I love and appreciate them very much. God is using them in a powerful way in Southern California. They pastor a magnificent revival church in Chula Vista, California uh, that is busting at the seams. And they are believing God for, for bigger and greater things. They have their hands involved in international work across the border. And I believe that God has anointed them to be a voice in this last hour. And what a privilege it is to have them here this weekend. Did anybody come ready with expectancy in your spirit for what God's going to do? Are you ready to respond to the word of the Lord in this place? Come on, are you ready to respond to what God wants to do? One more time, would you put your hands together? Give God a great big praise in this house as Pastor Buxton comes to deliver the word this morning. Thank you, Bishop. And everybody said, praise the Lord. You may be seated real quickly. I'm going to take a little bit of an extra moment and do something I don't always get to do. I want, next to Jesus, the best thing that's ever happened to me is my bride by my side. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all want to know what I'm talking about. But she has an incredible testimony. How many want to hear a little something from my sweet wife? Honey, I want you to testify. Preach a little bit. Thank you. Ooh, I'm not as loud as them. <laughs> I'm going to try to be, though. I First of all, preliminaries and that is to thank this wonderful church for your hospitality for your sacrifice of time and effort and all of the talent and gifts that you've given over this weekend to make the events that happen for your families and your young people and the future of your church thank you for everything that you gave specific people that gave a whole lot of their time and we're grateful we're thankful for the friendship We're thankful for the friendship of brother and sister, sister Williams, and he already has said how far back that it goes with him and my husband, and I am so thankful. They are true friends, friends that pray, friends that care, friends that check in. They're busy, but they're not too busy for the things of God when it comes to their friends, and so I'm thankful for that. And I was just thinking about a comment that I, I heard from a, another pastor a while back. And he was saying, you know, I don't, I don't want to stretch my congregation to so emotionally to believe on the next step and push them in their faith for whatever the next building or wherever we're going. I just, you know, I don't want to put that pressure on them because it's so much. And, and I'm thinking... All right. Okay, I'm trying to understand what you're, what you're saying. And he said, you know, I'm just not going to speak that much faith because it might be too much pressure on them. And I thought, well, who's going to speak faith? If the man of God is not speaking faith, then who is because you aren't? And so there is a special gift when you have a man of God that is pushing and pushing. And it seems like, my goodness, this pressure and this faith, 
you ought to be thankful because somebody has to speak the faith to the congregation because if it's not there, it's not going to happen. If that's not spoken, if it's not pushed, it will not happen. And praise God that you have a man of God. I'm thankful for my man of God who pushes at that same level and never think this is too much. No, God is trying to push you somewhere where you need the push to go. He knows what we need and he will bring peace in the moments that we need peace, but our flesh needs the, as much push as we can get. And I wanna just take a little moment because I know I have permission for this. And I want you to think about a six-year-old little girl in a runaway truck from a bank robbery. Could you imagine that? A little girl looking out the back window and seeing men in suits carrying guns, holding their guns at this truck that is flying through a parking lot to try to catch them. At six years old, could you imagine the fear and, and not knowing what's gonna happen next? And then imagine a little girl that goes to the park not for mom to watch her play on the swings, but so that the little girl and her brother have something to do on the swings while they go up in the bathroom and shoot up on heroin. And, and this little girl opening the door and seeing, and some of you understand what I'm talking about, seeing a needle in the arm, a face that's not really their mom. And then them busting out the bathroom and carrying their friend who's overdosing and dying a six-year-old, five-year-old. And I know you, some of you understand exactly what that looks like. And maybe you have been that little girl walking through a crack house, mattresses on the floor, no electricity, abandoned house, bathrooms that don't flush, but people are using them, the air filled with smoke, seeing those images in understanding, not knowing who God is, but understanding there's something with me. I was that little girl, and I could go on and on about the stories, but God rescued me. God rescued me. Whatever he could do for me, I know he could do it for you. There's no doubt. There is no doubt, wherever you are in your walk with God, whether you ride the bus, and I remember, I'm my, we don't have enough time, but I won't forget one particular time the bus pulled up to our apartment, and I just would live with my mom at the time, right before she was hauled off to jail from the bank robbery, because we didn't make it out of the parking lot of <laughs> that bank robbery, and the bus pulled up, I hear a honk. My hair was probably not combed. My brother was eating peanut butter out of the jar because that was probably the government peanut butter that they gave you. <laughs> and when, I, when we went out to the bus and the bus driver's smile was like a piece of heaven that came to pick me up. 
And when I got on the bus, I don't remember anybody else on the bus. I wonder if there was actually kids filled up on the bus and maybe in my perspective, I felt like I was the only one. And there, there was nobody on the bus in my memory. And when I look back on that, that bus went to a different part of town where my church was not even connected to. It shouldn't even have the gas to go that far. In practicalities, it would have never went there. So I even wonder, did heaven just pick me up on the bus and maybe those people actually did? I don't even know, but that's how amazing our God is. <laughs> and all that time when that happened, and I don't remember how many times the bus picked me up. I just remember that one particular time stands out in my memory so strong. But the, if it was that Sunday, maybe so, maybe it was another. But one of the Sunday school teachers went upstairs because our Sunday school was in the basement and said, hey, Tom, did you know that your, kid, your daughter and your son are coming to Sunday school here? Well, all through that year, my dad was being taught a Bible study by his boss at his work. And I hadn't really seen my dad. Maybe on the holidays, my parents separated when I was three. And all the while, while God was working in my life, he was working in my dad's life. <laughs> and I'm just a nobody, just a little straggly girl. I don't even know where God's taking me. I, know, I have no clue, but God cares for you. He will do anything to get you here. He will do anything to make you stay here. And when my mom was taken to jail, and you may be seated if some are standing, and when she was taken to jail, I, I think I must have blacked out the memory because I don't remember what, I just know that it left me a frightened little girl. And my grandmother tried to take care of me and my brother, but she had a set of all of her own issues with her own children. And shortly after my mom went to jail, my grandmother put me and my brother's clothes in a black trash bag. And I'll not forget this. Even though I was little, you know, you were certain things stand out to you. And she showed up at my dad's door knocked on the door and said, if you don't take care of your kids, they're going to foster care. Well, I didn't even know what foster care meant. I just knew foster ice cream. <laughs> so, but it didn't sound like a good place. And from that moment on, the big trash bag of clothes went into my dad's house and we walked in and that was now my home. Like I said, I didn't really know my dad that, I mean, I. We just hadn't been had a relationship for years, and I was so young. But God had started a work in his life, in my stepmom's life. And there's so much more stories that I could tell you, but I just want to encourage you. What you see is just a testimony of God's love, his faithfulness, his power. I am not anything special, but what I should have been was a heroin addict, probably a prostitute, probably living on the streets, maybe not even alive today, 
Definitely I would not have a family and three beautiful children and be married to a pastor. That was definitely not gonna be in my story, but God came in, changed all of it around, rearranged all of my future, and I'm so thankful. Where would any of us be today if it was not for God? and how he works with us and he pulls us because you know what, even though all that happened in my life, I was not always perfect. And I didn't always understand the value of everything that I had. But God was so faithful to me, bring me back and back. And I knew if I failed, he would forgive me. And that is the key. If you fail, have faith. God is not too far. He will always be there to forgive you and give you the strength to stand up again and go again in his grace. I'm so thankful to be here. Thank you, God, for this great church, and thank you for letting me share that. Oh, why don't we love him in this tabernacle? Come on, slip that hand up. He's all over this building. Come on, I dare you just to whisper his name. Woo. My God, there's angels that have filled this building. You feel that? That's the brush. There's an angelic host. Oh, I see him. I see him. I see him. They're filling this tabernacle. Oh, yes, hey, I. Come on, lift that hand a little bit higher. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Woo. He's in the building. You stand all over this tabernacle. I'm so grateful for the honor and privilege to marry a bus kid. Pardon me if my emotions are stripped a little bit raw. But being raised in the house of God and take this in context, I remember telling my father, yeah, there's nothing wrong and I just, just so tired of the dating game and so tired of growing up in church and I knew how to shout and sing and not mean a lick of it down in my heart I was being stirred and I did not know that my destiny was being altered I'm thankful for the ministry of sacrifice and PKs I know the reality I know the sacrifice I do I was raised in that glass house and everybody was your critic and judge and jury I'm going to tell you how much I really know. I know I'm saying this. This is for somebody. I know what it is for my father who was pastoring to drive me to a saint's house. And out in the front yard, that man took his belt off and whooped my brother and I for something we didn't even do. On the way home, my dad with tears tried to explain to us a lesson as he was reaching for that soul. I know that sounds really crazy, but Every time I see that man, Brother Doug Bernitsky, shouting and talking in tongues, I say, God, I'll let everybody in the world whoop me if they'll go to heaven. Come on, somebody. And the realities and 
I said, God, I don't want to marry one of these fake people. I'm not impressed with what color the soles of your shoes are and your little, your little brand on your purse. And I hope you got all of that. But I'll never forget when I laid eyes on my wife and I knew she was to be my wife. I was 17 years of age, full of wisdom and maturity. <laughs> Actually, no, but I did have really good judgment. All cap. <laughs> and here we are some 27 years later. And I think I need to preach sometime. I'm so glad I married a bus kid. Amen. Romans chapter 4, while you're standing, thank you, Bishop, angel of this city, this house. Thank you for your covering and your anointing today that I'm operating under. I do give you double honor and your sweet wife who is such a dear friend, a quiet rock that is foundational in moving times. First Lady Williams, you don't get half the recognition you deserve. I want TRC to give a great big hand for a woman of God. I mean this, Sister Williams. I love you. I salute you today. Thankful for you. Amen. People think preachers are crazy. I think the women that choose to marry them are crazy. <laughs> Romans chapter 4, verse 13, to all of our guests and friends. God has a blessing for you today, a promise for you. In fact, I don't want to piggyback on what's been happening. In fact, I didn't even listen to the last couple services to keep my intentions and thoughts centric to what God was giving me. But today I am not going to sermonize. I'm going to preach something that I've used partially in my own pulpit. But I remember as I was teaching this, God said, you are going to preach this in a couple weeks in Fort Myers. I feel today that there was a prophetic word, not because of who's preaching, but because your worship, your desire, and even your pain has reached the throne of God. And God has come today to take us into heavenly places. Romans chapter 4, verse 13, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not, thank you, Bishop, for what you said today and what you live. 
who calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believeth in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, this is where I want all of us to come into context. He considered not his own body now dead. See, some of us are here today and we've talked ourselves out of our miracle. I'm talking to teenagers and college and career. I'm talk, I, just, I just agreed with a mother of this church that's going through a trial. And I said, I won't give up if you don't give up. I believe that God is able to do the exceeding abundant today. Anybody still believe that? He considered not his own body now dead when he was 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Tell your neighbor it ain't over. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Here it is. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for all, us also to whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offense. You think God died for your good stuff and was raised again for justification, my justification. It has been touched, it has been sung. I rose early this morning, it was up in the middle of the night, not grandstanding, I'm just telling you, and all I could do was weep as God began to let me know that he was about to do a work of healing in the tabernacle here today. Before we pray, this last year, Bishop, I had a man that does not even go to our church. We live in San Diego. The prices are very high. Real estate is, I mean, we got $7 gas. People are renting the backyards of people's houses for over $2,000 a month to put a tent in. It's expensive. We have acreage and the dream of 25 years before we got there of my father to pay the bill. It just, it didn't materialize. But I want to just speak faith into the atmosphere at TRC. How are we going to pay for four million? I feel to tell this church in the Holy Ghost, God's going to do for this church what he just did for, what did he do to your church? I got to preach in Bishop to the balcony. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. We don't even have a balcony. Our building seats about 550. How many seat down here in the pews? Four, 500? Our church is shaped a little bit different. It's packed. People are double parking. I got to preach into the balcony that we don't have. And I, I tell them to greet those people that was in that balcony. And people thought I lost my mind. But there was a man states away that doesn't even go to my church attached to a foundation. And he said, I've been listening and we talked about it. And it wasn't just that. There's a lot of things, but just let me tell you real concisely. And last year, I remember preaching on a Sunday night that God was going to do it. And the check was in the mail. I hadn't talked to him. I didn't know him. On Monday, I heard my secretary scream. 
like a rat had just went through that office. I wish she'd do it in church, but that's a whole other story. She screamed and hollered, and I heard her come running down, and all she could do was holler. And she was waving the check that paid off our mortgage. Pastor! Oh, my God, you feel that? God, I want you to sit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It could be one of you. Come on, I feel that in the Holy Ghost. It could be one of us that God says, I'm going to bless you so I can bless you. Come on, somebody. Do you want to be that kind of a blessing? Woo! And so we're debt free. We don't have a mortgage payment. I quit singing, won't he do it? And I started singing, watch him do it. Hey. Jesus, only you know what's fixing to happen in this atmosphere. I loose every angelic host with healing in the wings. I bind every spirit of opposition in the Baha I stand against the very gates of hell. I speak to infirmity and bondage. I rebuke poverty. I rebuke the dysfunction that was generational. For he that the Son is set free. Lord, I'm free indeed. I'm free indeed. Loose us today. And the church said amen. God bless you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. There's a lot of people that are in the house today that it's easy to understand by your posture that you're defeated. It's easy to see by the way that your head is hanging and your body language is portraying a message of defeat. Even though inside of your spirit you know truth and you know that the blood of Jesus was shed for you, but, but today because of the reality of what you are facing and and I appreciate your honesty and, and, and you don't want to be a hypocrite and you walk into the house of God saying, I really want to worship him and oh, I'd give anything for them red hot tears to run down this face but, but I, you just don't know what I'm facing and you don't know that I'm in a dilemma that nobody can help me from. And the enemy is, is taking from you the miraculous by lying to your face, your spirit, and your future, that your, that your position is what affects your posture. That what you're going through is how you should live. And what happened to you is where you should resonate from. And the scars on your body were meant to brand you and to give you identity. But I just want to tell somebody at the onset of a simple word here today that the Bible does not teach that position is supposed to affect your posture. The Bible does not teach that you have to be in a certain place to be elevated and to be anointed. In fact, the Bible would be implicit to tell you that he is no respect 
respecter of persons. The Bible would take a step further and tell you, he don't care who your mama was or your mama isn't. He don't care how much money you got. In your I'm preaching already. The, the Bible would declare today to every situation that what you're going through has nothing to do with what I'm going to do with you. That's why the man of God said, I count it all joy when my posture gets affected. For when I fall, I shall arise. But you're sitting here today and your position is affecting your posture. And I want to tell this church that's already in a season of the prophetic. God has brought this church and the impetus today upon TRC is to get herself as the bride of Christ into the correct posture, not just to have revival, but to nourish revival, to protect revival. I'm going to preach the cute right off of some of you here today because cute little people that can physically reproduce, but they don't want their structure to be changed. I'm going to talk to us here today. We have got to assume the posture of an expectant mother that says, I am willing to forsake the frailty of my youth and take on the visage of the bride of Christ. It's going to change my structure. It's going to change how I look at myself. But I'm done being pretty. I'm done shouting cute and staying barren. I'm ready to be the womb of revival. How come, how come everybody wants to be pretty but nobody wants to be a mother? I want to preach the forever 21 spirit. Clean off of some of us here. See, you, 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 want, you want to feel good but you don't want the relationship. I want to shout on Sunday but I'm not ready to give up my selfie ministry and I'm not ready to give up my narcissistic Exist. I'm telling somebody that when you get with Jesus, the world's going to know something's different about it. I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like, what is it? Because my posture, my posture precedes my position. Not my position. Come on, somebody. Lift up your eyes to the hill. Well, I'd shout, but I didn't get a check in the mail. And you didn't shout over your brothers either. See, you think God needs professionalism to bless you. He just needs a posture. <laughs> we're going to get this before I get out of here here today. Well, if I can do good, we're not saved by works. But worship is the posture of the miraculous that said, though he slay me. Yet will I pray. Come on, somebody. You gotta learn how to affect your posture and thus your position. You gotta shout in your valley. You gotta shout in your bondage. Yes, yes, yes. You gotta worship when your body tells you no, but your faith says step, walk, obtain. Do you know your health is affected by your posture? Do you know your back is affected by your posture? Do you know you can change your balance by your posture? Because posture precedes position. 
When a mother gets pregnant, her body changes forever. I don't have time to get into all of this. But when she commits to the carry, <laughs> she goes from, I no longer care about how they look at me. I just want to look at my baby. Woo. I don't care what people think about me. I'm just going to shout in a paid off tabernacle. I don't care what my friends say. I don't care what my contemporaries say. I've committed to the carry. I put on Christ and I'm ready to bear. I'm ready. Come on, somebody. When a mama commits, she can never go back. See, when a church commits to revival, they can no longer go back to the mirror of youth to find self-gratification. <laughs> Her beauty is in what she carries, not in how she looks anymore. And let me just say this. There ain't nothing more fine than my wife. Who is way finer than your wife? Just saying, I got the mic, so I get to say that. When you have the mic, you can have your turn, but it won't be true. Amen. That's how it is. It's settled, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> no cap. Boom. Right there. It's done. Settled. Signed and delivered. Boy, I feel the riz is real strong today. Y'all are even ready for this. Let me tell you, there is nothing more beautiful than a mother who cared more about her future than her youthfulness. Oh, I'm, try, I'm trying to slow down and get where I'm going. There is nothing more beautiful than a woman that's got more commitment to what's going to come through her and what she's going to nourish and feed than self-gratification. I'm telling somebody when a church cares more about where she's going than how she got here. Thank God for the choir. Thank God for what we have. But is TRC ready to step into a prophetic fulfillment and say, I will give my body. If he gave his body, I will give my structure. I will give my future. America has it all wrong because truly beauty is skin deep. I'm from South Louisiana. We have the follow-up and the uglies to the bone. <laughs> the dream is to be beautiful and iconic. I just had somebody get mad because they showed up in our, on the Instagram getting baptized in Jesus' name. Can you please take me off? That's offensive. I'm like, girl, you've been trying to be in every hood, ratchet picture for a whole life. <laughs> see me at the club. See me here. See me doing my thing. Come on, somebody. And then we get to church and we go sterile. How come you wanted to be viral in sin, but you want to be sterile in your anointing? I've come to preach the cute, clean off of you. Mama, there ain't nothing. I'm preaching to the church. Oh, Jerusalem. I'm preaching to some those conferences are beating you up. All oh, that churching with no getting it right is beating you up. But today, I want the world to know he's been with Jesus. See, Come on, I want them to see something's changed in him. He's not just a church kid. He is pregnant with destiny. He is burdened. He is irritated by what is growth. Come on, TRC, don't get complacent, but embrace the carry. Embrace the load and say, I am counted worthy.
nobody wants to look pregnant. Man, I remember my wife was pregnant. We had pillows. I was jealous of pillows. My God, there was pillows, Bishop, up one side, down the other. He even had that long pillow. I got jealous. I'm telling you, I was, I was like 56 pillows away from my bride. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But I can still reach out and touch. Hey, glory. Psychology of touch. If you get married, you know what I'm talking about. Reach out and touch. <laughs> Never mind. That's all right. Some of y'all still trying to figure out if you love each other. That's okay. I'm going to keep preaching. Ain't no shame in my game, homie. Where you at? Okay, y'all going to pull this out of me. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm tired of people that want to have cute little marriages with a little Yorkie dog in a stroller and tell me they're the American family. My, 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 my man, my, my brother. <laughs> uh-uh. You know what I want to see? I want to see a man and his wife holding hands with tears in the altar saying, the devil thought he had us. He thought he was done. He tried to tear us up because we was trying to fake it till we make it. But something happened and we changed our posture from a posture of defeat into a posture of dominion. Come on. You got to come to church like you are the church. You got to walk in your city like you're the head and not the tail. You got to go to your work like you're above and some of you ain't fixed your pop. I don't know why the Lord never heals me. Everybody that got healed in the Bible had a revelation of posture that changed their position. Y'all ain't ready for me to preach today. And I'm, I'm getting tempted to get way ahead of myself, but hang on. You know why you gotta let go of yourself? Because yourself is sterile. See, we in love with ourselves. Narcy. Oh, I'm so beautiful. <laughs> Brother Hop, I can't help I woke up in there. I just hate. Don't hate my ministry now. Come on now. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, I couldn't have three sons by myself, Sister T. <laughs> Junior high biology, we're back on it here today. That is exactly right. Bishop will teach you later. If 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 you're going to have revival, you have to assume the revelation of posture of quit trying to be a silo. Quit trying to shout by yourself. Quit trying to sit by yourself. Quit trying to pray by yourself. When Bishop says left and you go, come on somebody, you got to fix your posture because when God sees your posture, he will change your position. I'm preaching to the landscape of the economy of your house. I'm preaching to the fabric of your marriage. If you would stand up, square your shoulders and let the devil know, I believe it. Does anybody believe it on a Sunday morning? Self is sterile. When a woman has a baby, her bones move. <laughs> Structure changes. Her posture changes. Isaac, where's your wife? I ain't gonna embarrass her. I'm just saying, where's she at? There she is. 
Something happened, sis, with you. Oh, y'all, rather. Praise God. All of a sudden, she went from a beautiful young lady to a more beautiful young lady that's got destiny in her womb. She went from, hey. And she's not really like that, but I'm embarrassed you because you won't get mad if you do. You get over it, I'll buy you dinner. And now she's like this. Oh, Lord, have mercy. She walk around like this, like, oh, in the name of Jesus. Because something is within her that it changes the way she stands. It changes the way she sits. She can't even pray the same because there's a movement within, my God have mercy, when a church is pregnant with posture. It changes. You don't come to church like you always come to church. And you don't shout like you always shout. But you start shouting that there is something that's happened. It's bigger than me. It's further than me. And it's going to outlive me. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Y'all got the TV holding ministry. <laughs> Father God, Jehovah of all, his name is Jesus. Matthew 1, 21, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he, not them three, shall save his people from their sins. There's only one God, and his name is Jesus. And when you know his name, it'll fix your posture. And when you know his name, your posture will proceed. Your power, your pinnacles, and your position. Anybody know him today? Does anybody know who he is? He's my rewarder. He's my keeper. He's my lover. structure changes she can't even sleep the same her appetite changes she no longer wants to eat junk well maybe ice cream but I don't count I wish I had help on a Sunday morning Lord save me he didn't save me from eating girl Whoa! I remember one time she was we were on the way home from church and worked all day bishop Drove all the way through town, past all the shops that had ice cream. And we pulled in the driveway. My sweet little wife, she said, baby, I need ice cream. And there was tears in her eyes. I was like, baby, I got to work. I can be up five in the morning. And she started crying. You know what I did? I backed up and went to 7-Eleven. Oh, thank heaven. Bought her a tub of $12 Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey. Because I realized if I don't invest in this posture that's changing. I married her cute, but she's about to get beautiful. TRC, you're about 10 or 12 years old, but God sent me to
to tell you I'm taking this church out of your adolescence you've been cute you look good but I've come to tell you that your womb I said Elamahaya your womb is now ready for me to give you the greatest river Oh, I wish I had help today. Jesus said, the king is attracted. The king now knows. But if we're going to get the attention of the king, you have to change your posture. If you're going to get a miracle, you have to change your posture. Because posture precedes your position. Jesus, thou son of David, be quiet, boy, shut your mouth. Don't you shout. You just sit there in your defeatism. You just sit there in your past. You just sit there in the ideologies and structure that the world says you have to be limited by. I'm not bound by racial structure. I'm not bound by social I'm not even bound by the sins of my past for he that the son he that the son is set free I'm free indeed I'm not an addict anymore I'm an apostolic I don't have change I got my war clothes on you think I'm shouting because it's good no I'm shouting today because I know that my position hears my position is related to my posture so I gotta pull myself up I gotta stand myself up and let the devil know yes will I praise him I wish I had a couple jail cell praises. I wish I had some broke worshipers. I wish I had some people that would posture up. And so you're running. You know what you're running from? Being cute. But what if I told you, beautiful is better than cute. My wife got a glow on her. She was a witch child. She's just a little bit too. Pardon me. 103 pounds, soaking wet. And hell's scared to death of her. And so is this preacher. But I watched when them contractions hit her. The little dumb Lamaze class we went to, y'all. That went out the window. And I watched that mama that was designed. TRC, you have been designed. I was worried, Bishop, that the revival that was within her was going to mess up what attracted me to her. But what I did not realize in my immaturity is that after the fact, after the fact, she was twice, yea, hundredfold, yea, a thousandfold. I'm preaching to somebody. Hell's trying to sterilize this church. We got young men in here with the call of God. 
Isaac, I'm gonna embarrass you, but I have to. You're so stinking anointed. That's why hell, I don't, your dad didn't tell me to say it. Your mama didn't ask me to say it. I wanna tell you in the Holy Ghost, Brother Isaac, you're so stinking anointed that hell wants to encapsulate you into a drum booth. But I've come with a word from heaven. Your posture in this season is gonna make you powerful and prophetic. Ah, I wish I had help. That's why the devil wants you unemotional. He don't want tears running down your face. Oh my, I wish I had somebody that would say, I won't shut up. I won't quit. I won't stop. My God, have mercy. You want to throw your hands up. You want to lift your voice and say, I'm about to posture up. You can't run fast enough. You can't run far enough. Ain't no mountain high enough. Oh. Ain't no valley low enough, mother. Cause yea, though I walk, I'm not running, but my posture looks quick. <laughs> my foot had stumbled, Bishop. It had well nigh slipped. But Lord, he kept my posture. I was upright and in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I saw the Lord. I'm preaching to somebody that he's the God of your stumble. I'm preaching to somebody. He's the God of your mistakes. I'm preaching to somebody. He's the God of your failure. And today, all you got to do is get them hands up. Lift your voice and let hell know I'm still a worshiper. I'm still I got my war clothes on. Anybody ever get punched in the mouth? And you almost got knocked out? Oh my God, y'all bunch of them pretty church folk. You act like you got it like that, but you a chump. I'm preaching to us today. I need somebody that knows how to fight back with two black eyes and busted lips. And you step out of the dust of obscurity and say, ain't no mountain high enough. Devil, you hit me with your best shot, but you didn't kill me. I've come with a simple word. Your posture is your testimony that the gates of hell did not prevail. Your worship is your testimony that the dope didn't work and the sex didn't work. My God, you feel posture. Square your shoulders. Stand still and know that he is God. Oh, I feel it in my hands. Lord, I feel it in my feet. I feel it all over me. If the devil could have killed you, why are you here today, sis? 
say that no weapon would be formed. See, some of us are confused today. What you need? Oh, oh don't take that. That's my preaching bandana. I feel like a Holy Ghost ninja today. Come on, somebody. I've got an adulkin that hell can't handle. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my posture. Yes, yes, yes. That's my response. Yes, yes to this building. Yes to our mortgage. Yes. You don't have to believe it, but as for me and as for my house, I shall believe. I ain't gonna get there. Some of us are running. I'm not gonna finish. You are running from your commitment that's gonna take you out of your comfort zone. See, you're comfortable there. I'm wrong with it. We don't have a better drummer in Pentecost. We don't. That's real talk. It's not even being flattering. But I know you've been working out for years. You're about to be in a structural shift in the Holy Ghost. Bishop, I feel this. You get ready for the phone call from your eldest son. Daddy. I don't know what happened to me last night, but something, it shifted in my structure. And dad, when I woke up, I want to tell you about the call I embraced that I didn't want to commit to because I wanted to be comfortable. TRC, if we're going to be comfortable, we'll never have revival. But today, your posture precedes your position. to pray because I, I, I don't want to miss this moment the disciples messed up their posture twice early on in Matthew further on the chapter the first one they got their purses back they got TRC hear me in the Holy Ghost you can't afford this next revival and you're not supposed to because if we could afford it, it would be our revival. I'm going to say that again. God's putting, God's putting ministries. Feel that? He's putting ministries on some of us that have been around a long time. And God said, you thought you were scaffolding. You thought you was just married to a pastor's wife. But I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost, the potter, the potter has had a hand on the inside. You've been busy by the rotation of the prophetic. But God said, when I get done with you, baby, you're going to be as pure. How many is ready to get uncomfortable? 
visitors, we're inviting you. I'm a visitor. Where's my brother? There he is. I met in the parking lot. Right here. They, they're related to my wife. They got Aisha. What was it? What was the rest of the names? Yeah, I said, baby, I found your family right here. This is our family. They said, we're coming to church. I said, cool, I'm going to church too. I'm visiting. You make me feel good. Some of you visitors think you're just visiting. But God's divine plan. Some of y'all didn't even want to come this morning, but there was something that altered your posture. And you got up this morning and said, I don't even know if I completely like that church. The music's kind of loud. And the bishop's always singing and preaching and prophesying. But you walked in the door like I did saying, with men it's impossible. With men it's impossible. They said I couldn't have a paid off building. They said we couldn't get a new building. We just poured oil on a 21 acre facility that's worth almost $30 million. How's it gonna happen like this? walls are going to fall. If you need a miracle, come. You know what? I'm going to stop right here. I got good notes that aren't good enough. Come on, brother, sister Hoffer. Get up here. Come on. Oh, don't leave me now. Where'd y'all go? Who needs a miracle? No, no, for reals. Come on, get up close. Bishop, you got to testifying. Last 30 days, we had a couple, Sanchez's, just bought their first home at 50 years of age. Been living with three kids in a one bedroom apartment, doing the work of God doing home missions but don't be weary in well doing just one step after another what are you doing I'm on my way to God's house I'm on my way to my I'm on my way to my blessing I'm on my way to my name chain don't you think you're stupid I used to be stupid I used to give the world my energy I used to give the world my purity still dance, homie, but I got a new partner, and his name is Jesus. I had couples be given cars. You think I'm preaching prosperity? I'm preaching posture. 
I wish I had some people, some crumb astolics today. Crumb astolics. You don't you never heard about crumb astolics? Let me tell you how, let me tell you how sure this was. Imagine coming to Jesus. You didn't know you was a crumb astolic, but mid-flow, you got a revelation. God, my daughter's gonna die. And God verbally spit on her. He did. I mean, he spit in the mud and fixed an eyeball, but he just spit on her face and made it worse. You read your Bible. That's if I was a mama and my baby. Any mamas in here? Listen, I'm going to tell you. You mess with my wife's kids. I'm telling you, she'll crawl up on you and beat the heaven into you. And she know how too. Her name ain't Aisha for nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, I know. I bear the scars. No, I don't. I don't. I'll just play. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, I'm gonna get it for that one. That's all right. Jesus, hold me up. Be a fence all around me. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, you don't have fun living for God like I do. But I didn't have fun when I was addicted. And now I get to be addicted and have fun. See, see, bro, I'm all about it. Ain't no shame in my game. I'm 44 and fluffy, but I don't care. I've got a praise that's too hot for hell. I've got a revelation that's greater than every divide. I'm back on it. He didn't say he wouldn't form it. He just said the weapon wouldn't prosper. You're not hearing me. You're mad because the weapon was formed. I'm shouting because it didn't prosper. Okay, so wait. He tells you he didn't come for your people. Man, that's racist. Oh, that's real racist. I didn't come for your kind. It's not appropriate for me to give my children's food to a dog. But a chromostolic that knows that posture proceeds. Posi you can call me anything you want. You can talk about my lineage. You can talk about my background. You can talk about my past. But I know who you are. You can preach to me, but you can't dissuade me. You can preach to me, but you can't discourage me. I'm going to tell you what posture does. That's true, God. I'm a failure. I'm a wretch. I'm a mess. That's my testimony. But even the dogs, even the dogs, what up dog what up I feel my powwow I feel my powwow coming back I may be a dirty dog but give me my crap this is what we do this is what we do Holy Ghost is speaking to you right now you're wounded you're upset, you're confused, you're always on the run. You know what the curse of Cain was, Bishop? You already know this. God cursed him with the curse of everywhere you go, you're gonna already be leaving. Ugh. Doesn't matter where you go, you're uncomfortable. I'm gonna curse you that you can't get, I'm preaching to wonderful backsliders in this house. Listen. I tried to live on both sides. 
I tried to be the preacher's kid on Sunday up in the drum cage with Isaac and I used to be pretty good in fact I still think I got a little in the tank it may have that 90's thump I'm gonna tell you ain't no lint in that pocket son it's deep come on somebody uh huh y'all don't know about the golden era of music bishop yeah 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 but I'm gonna tell you I knew what it was to come to church clap my hand and watch everybody else get a miracle Brother Sister Hoffer, I know what it is to do ministry for years and watch everybody else get a miracle. I didn't know you was going to be here today, but it's God's will that you're here today. You know me well enough. I don't have to pump you up, even make you feel good. Just two days ago, I was in prayer, and God said, you text Brother Hoffer. And I'm telling you, Brother Hoffer, Sister Hoffer, and the Holy Ghost, that God has counted every mile. God has counted every time you didn't get a one and you wonder, where is he at? I want to tell you in the Holy Ghost, you're already doing it. That's how I saw you get the Holy Ghost. I was there when you talked in tongues for the first time. And I was looking up at Brother and Sister Hoffer. Your posture will proceed to your next position. But don't wait till the battle's over. Shout, shout, shout. ready to get it right now I want you to shout like you're gonna shout when the miracle happens hang on hang on how many's got kids that aren't here today siblings you know what y'all don't know about sister T her dad is our solar contractor I remember when you walked down that aisle at impact Her mom and daddy are running from a God that's faster than them. Brother Casey Stout, I, feel, I hope you're listening to pastor preach today. He comes to church and worships. He sat in my office and wept. And Sister T, what you don't understand is the reason you've been in a season of discomfort is God's knocking the cute off of you and he's putting the beautiful in you. But Sister T, you gotta keep your posture. Don't get out of alignment with your man of God. Don't get out of alignment with the church. Don't get out of alignment with your position. But posture, square your shoulders. Do what we're gonna do. They're gonna play. We're not dancing to the beat. I want you to shout like your lost daughter was shouting with you. That'll mean a whole lot to some of you. Like mom and daddy was here. Like grandma was here. I want you to shout like the position was already open. You're not hearing me. Bishop, you're a praiser. But I wonder how you would shout if there was 1,800 people in this building, it's fully remodeled, it's paid for. One, two, three, go! Come on! Hey, there it is! Break through, break through!
fishing net. God ain't done with you yet, girl. Shout, shout. Get your posture right. Shout, hey, I won't be lonely forever. I won't be by myself. Apostle Paul, out of your belly, shall flow rivers. 